Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home. Be inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Wonderful to be with you as usual. I love being here and bringing you wonderful guests, great advice, exactly as he said, and uplifting stories. It is the way home, and I'm always uh, trying to find people that are just so interesting and have so many uh, great books and and services and, and products. Monty and Amy have been coming on my radio shows, various shows for many years, because for 46 years, they've been together and they've been producing all these wonderful products that live in their uh, website world, theenchantedworld.com. And they are books. They are wonderful cards, tarot cards, divination tools, and Amy Zerner's Unparalleled Celestial Art and Jewelry and Fashion. They are just an incredible couple who has done so much. Well, their latest book that's just come out is called Mindful Astrology. And they really give you a wonderful 101 education on how to find out what your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign are and how it can affect and improve your your daily decisions and your life in so many ways mindful astrology we're going to hear all about the brand new book and their life in general and just on all that they do together and we want to say thank you to balance of nature fruits and veggies in a capsule and the whole health system they have only three products in the whole health system it's just the fruits the veggies and the fiber and spice that are together and balance of nature is a company that many years ago discovered that people were lacking in the amount of servings of real fruits and vegetables on a daily basis. And this was affecting their health adversely and their immune system as well. Dr. Douglas Howard is the founder, scientist, researcher, and doctor behind Balance of Nature. And he, after many years, put together a menu of vegetables and fruits that you can find in Balance of Nature. But the interesting thing is there is nothing else in there. Absolutely no chemicals, no emulsifiers, no nothing. It's just the fruits and vegetables. And they found a way to keep 99.999% of the nutrition, um, but taking out the water and pulverizing them so that you can get 11 servings per day in just three and three capsules. It's a remarkable opportunity for your health, for your nutrition. And if there was ever a time on the planet that we needed good health and good nutrition, I think now would be it. Um, But it is all the time. Balance of Nature, you can order it two ways, either by going online to balanceofnature.com or you can call them at 800-246-8751. That's 800 246-8751. Whichever way that you do order, put Laura into the promo code. That way they know that you heard it here on the way home. You will get 35% off of your first preferred order and free shipping. Put Laura into the promo code. Thank you to Balance of Nature. When we come back, the enchanted world of Monty Farber and Amy Zerner with their brand new book, Mindful Astrology. Don't go away. It's the way home. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking Balance of Nature for several years, and I've recommended it to many, many people, and they're all taking it now. I think it's great for your mind clarity, aches and pains and sleeping. I'm not getting sick. It really makes so much difference. I'm just scared not to have it right now. You know, I tried to eat a good, balanced diet, be healthy, 
can't get all the nutrients you need. So this is insurance for me. And I think it's made a huge difference. I think this is so important. So thank you. Thank you so much. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Laura. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I always love it. I say this almost, uh, well, all the time when I have people on the show who are not only amazing um, at what they do, but they're also dear friends. And I have these two on all the time on the program because they are that prolific. I am not kidding. They have written over 50 books and have a library of oracle books and everything to do with uh, metaphysics and seeing the world from a celestial view and so much more. They're known as the Enchanted World, but also better known as Amy Zerner and Monty Farber of the Enchanted World. Thank you so much for joining us on the way home. Always a pleasure seeing you, Laura. So fun to see you. I think you guys actually get the um great distinction of being on my show more than anybody else wow oh, thank you what an oh, honor that's so nice yes. well we, we love because hearing we, your it's voice it's been so many years <laughs> it's been so many years that we've been working together on the radio and in so many different iterations many different shows many different radio stations but what i love is the fact that it's all for a good reason it's because the two of you who have been producing books and kits and wonderful just divination systems and so much more for so many years almost for the entire part of your partnership isn't it how many years have you been together now 46 years as of may 5th which and is it's true crazy. it's all tied in with our, our love together and our study of astrology and the tarot which has been going on since we were that young yeah and, 46 and the- years it's true. And we've tried to put everything that we know into all the different divination systems that we've had. And now everybody has an oracle and everybody uses an oracle. So we've had an influence on the culture. You guys were in before anybody else was doing it. And you have just continued to to grow. Your products are so beautiful. Your books are beautiful. I know, Monty, that you do a lot of the writing. Amy is the amazingly talented, gifted artist behind all those wonderful cards and books that you do um, with your famous tapestry. And I say famous because Amy Zerner, you're, you're well known in the world with your tapestry art and also your celestial art uh, that comes in the form of fashion at such renowned places as Bergdorf Goodman and uh, places in New York city. Nobody does work like you both do. You're completely unique in that sense. And yet you've done over 50 works together. Your latest being another beautiful, once again, artistically beautiful to look at a book called mindful astrology. So congratulations yes. that just dropped about two weeks ago, right? Yes. Yes, yes. it did. And it's funny. You said the word celestial because in this book, we talk about your celestial trilogy, which is your son, which is what everybody knows. You know, when someone says, what's your sign? They're asking you, what's your sun sign? And then we're in the book, we also delineate your moon sign, but we talk about your rising sign. And the rising sign is actually the most fun in astrology because it's how other people see you. 
perceive you. Yes, which I didn't know that. I have known my rising and my moon for all these years, but I really didn't know what it symbolized or what that meant. Is it true, Monty and Amy, that when someone asks you what your sign is, that your rising sign is equally as important as your sun sign or almost as? Well, well definitely. We, we say those are the big three, your sun, your moon, your rising sign, because they really paint a portrait of who you are, your your energy, your characteristics, your personality. And as a fashion designer, I always look to the rising sign first because those are the colors you choose to wear. That's how you carry yourself. That is the first impression that you give. And not knowing your rising sign is like getting dressed with the lights off because you don't know how other people see you. Once you know how other people see you, you can figure out, oh, so that's why they don't get me or that's why they do get me. If you're born <laughs> at sunrise, the sign that's on the horizon is the same as your sun sign, and that means you're a double whatever. What is, right. what is yours, Laura? What is your rising sign? And your well, sign? I know that, I, well, I'm a Leo, but my okay. rising is I'm a Virgo rising and a Scorpio moon. So uh, that I, makes sense. Yeah, because Virgo is the next sign after Leo. And so what they see is not what they're getting because Leo is showbiz and Leo yeah. is the performer and Leo is the leader and Virgo is a lot more modest. So that's the dichotomy of having a, a, a sun sign that's different than your rising sign. And knowing that it enables you to get that Leo out if you want to and to hide behind the Virgo if you need to. That makes you so discerning, that combination of Virgo rising and moon and Scorpio. Yeah. Makes you a great detective and a great critic. Oh, interesting. I love I love getting to the nitty gritty of things yes. and trying to figure out how they happen and such like that, the details. It, it's fascinating to me. What I love about Mindful Astrology, your new beautiful, I mean, it really is such a beautiful book. The colors always, we, I could have a whole shelf. I do have a whole shelf of just Monty and Amy <laughs> books. And they're all so gorgeous. Um, but what I like about the way you approach, you, you're both master astrologers and you're both master intuitive uh guides and you know under you understand metaphysics and and history and and everything else what i love is that when you put anything into your book like mindful astrology the new one you make it so that it's easy to understand for the layperson that's what it's designed pick, for yes yeah. because sometimes you pick these books up and they're so uh they're heavy and and, and they're hard to understand so oh yeah because we great knack Thank you. Thank well, you so much. You know, because Amy actually knew astrology before I met her. When I met Amy, she was studying astrology. I was studying Amy. That's my my line. And so I learned uh -huh. astrology. But the books at that time were very, very dense and difficult and ancient and very sexist. And, and so when, when my not, first... Not friendly. Or yeah. Not fun to read, actually. Right. 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 So my first book was uh, Karma Cards, which came with a deck of astrology flashcards that would help you tell the future and learn astrology. And that's been in continuous print since 1988. Sold hundreds of thousands of copies in 18 languages. Just came out in Chinese. So <gasps> wow. that's our specialty, is, is getting people who are interested but don't know anything about it launched. We're, we're launchers. <laughs> your launchers for sure into the stratosphere yeah. and and yet you are very learned on the topic i'm going to reiterate that monty farber i mean you're very studied you you understand and it is an ancient science people people think of astrology as some sort of new age woo woo uh yeah. just kind of for fun you see it in the newspaper however it is not correct Oh, it's 5,000 years old. But it's a language of psychology, which is why it's so fascinating. And it's, it's an ongoing science of observation. We all contribute 
to it now to modernize it and add to it. And that's what we've done since we started studying because it used to be so dense and maybe not as broad, but whatever we write, we apply it to modern life and the world that we live in now. Yeah, because we're yes. all coming out of the, the dark ages. I, I talk about this a lot in, in some of the books, but we really are. I, I was just watching on the treadmill. I watched the movies Amy doesn't want to watch. So I was just watching, <laughs> you know, the French Connection. And I was like, oh, my God, I just can't believe I was, you know, 21 when this was out. It's so primitive and so racist and so all outdated, this outdated yeah. and sexist. And, it's, and that's not really that long ago. No. You know, so, so we're really coming out of the time of the, like, it's almost medieval. Right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, and it is a science and it's fascinating for, for certain, I'm, it must be on the level that both of you understand astrology, but what you do is you really uh, pack it or unpack it, I should say, so that it comes down to the four categories of love and relationships, work and career, wealth and success and wellness and mindfulness. And those are how you, within this book, at least, um, Mindful Astrology, that you put all the information so that it's actually adaptable and usable and right. and easy to understand. I, that's well, what I love about it. It's applicable. Well, we're a very real world. We, we still work for a living. We pack up packages and, and we, we don't use an agent. We do that. We do legal stuff. We understand that everybody can be an artist at what they do, and you can everybody can get better at what they do and use some of the techniques we use. We actually created something called the Creativity Oracle that came out just when the pandemic started. Yes, I and remember. That's designed. That's non-esoteric. It has nothing to do with astrology or tarot or anything else. And that's to use our real world experience and plus Amy's amazing artistic experience. Plus, I think from doing so many actual charts, we know what people are most interested in, and so we we really targeted the sun, moon, and rising sign in this new book, Mindful Astrology, because that's what I want to know when I meet somebody. I, you know, cut, cut to the chase. Who are you? What, what that can tell me about them. And people can look up their friends or family. It, it can tell you so much, just those three basic things. Yeah, your moon is your emotional intelligence, for those of, who are wondering. It's your you Yeah, so I was yeah. going to say, maybe we could break it down for everybody, Monty sure. and Amy, um, to the, the sun, the rising, and the moon, or however, which, which you want to go first. But what they actually mean within themselves. So, so when people say, oh, I'm reading about my rising sign, you know what that actually entails and, and, and why that's important. Well, the easiest way to do it, and I don't know if anybody remembers, but there used to be something called a movie projector. <laughs> and you used to go to the movies and they'd project the movie onto the screen. Um, now everything is on a little screen. But what it was was a very bright light. That's your sun, well, just like the sun. And that's your purpose, your ego. That's the light. And it, it's colored by the sign that it's in. So mine is Aquarius. You said, you said yours was Leo. Um, so everybody looks out on the world as their sun sign. That's like your core. Right. And, yes. and, and a projector would also have a, a mirror for concentrating that light to shoot it out onto the screen. And that mirror is the moon, which actually looks like a mirror. And that's your emotions. And it's reflected back. You know, the light is reflected off the moon. And that's your emotions, how you feel about stuff. How you, and one interesting thing, it's your habits and how you react to stuff. So knowing that's really important. Because okay. somebody could be saying one thing to you and you're feeling a different way because it's pushing your buttons. So that's your moon sign. Well, and then for instance, gets... Monty's moon's in Pisces. That gives him that, that psychic intuition. My moon's in Libra, which, you know, feeds my artistic sense of balance. Your moon's in Scorpio. So that's very intense emotions. Yes. And you looking, will have look, vengeance. Yes. And it's very interesting looking 
inside and underneath things as yeah. a detective. And, and getting back to the projector, so there's the light, the sunlight getting bounced off the moon mirror, and it gets shot out through this lens, and that lens is your rising sign, the sign that's on the horizon at the moment you're born. And the rising sign, for people that don't know you well, that's all they see. They see all your actions, are, they, they see it as your rising sign, like Amy's a Scorpio rising. So she's thinking, did I leave the water running? And they're thinking that she sees through them to their deepest, <laughs> darkest secrets, because like we were saying, Scorpio is the detective, and, and it's all about power and all the sexy kind of stuff. And so when, if people don't know their rising sign, they don't know how people are perceiving them. And anyone who's ever wondered, why don't they get me? That's why. Also, we, we tell people how to find out their chart really easy. It, there's yeah. lots of free ways on the Internet, you know, that, that you can look it up really quick. And then you can refer to all the information in the book to look up. Right. Right. And it's the, really and the rising sign also, um, let me know if I'm correct, is that you have to know. Your time. The place where you were born and the exact time, correct? Yeah, it helps. But you can also do sunrise uh, things. There are techniques for it, and we explain that in the book as well, For if you don't know. But it, since 1939, it's been the law in the United States that your birth time has to be recorded. So if you were born anywhere, uh, unless you're an outlaw, then uh, <laughs> or your mother was an outlaw. Sometimes mothers don't remember because they're busy. But it's recorded. It's on the book. I have it on my gift, my, my gift certificate, birth certificate. Maybe it's a gift certificate. It was a gift for your parents. I can see how proud they are of you when you post pictures of That's funny. I love um, mindful astrology. My guests are Monty Farber and Amy Zerner, the dynamic duo behind the Enchanted World. Net. And by all means, go there and just look through their incredible collection of beautiful books and cards, divination systems, artwork. It's all there um, in all the realms of, of different uh, divination systems and astrology and, um, you know, psychic and just just all of the beautiful, wonderful ways besides the super tangible that we have to look at life. And you can find it all on um theenchantedworld.net. Now, one thing that I absolutely love about mindful astrology is, so once you determine what your sun sign is, your moon sign and your rising sign, you just go into the book and it has it all just on each page there. It just says Leo, you know, Leo rising, or it says, um, you know, Pisces moon, things like that. So you can just read up on your own right away so easy and it's very very insightful very easy to read and understand um so once you have that let me say for you guys that are so well versed in these arts these esoteric arts like when you meet people are you able to say wow he is definitely a virgo and he no, must have I a rising never, sign can I you never guess well, I you never can guess. say you can feel you know sometimes like i feel aquarian energy but i don't know if it's the moon or the sun or you know, it's fun to guess, but you're, since your rising sign is the first impression, that really kind of blocks a lot of the other things. So you, you can tell a lot, like sometimes Leo risings have a mane of hair, or yeah. they're very adorned in jewelry, or, you know, you can, you can spot things physically about the person's rising sign. It might be harder to guess their moon and their sun sign. But it's really important for parents to know their kids' charts, because the rising sign is what you don't know. And then there's the the people that say, well, I don't want to be with a Taurus or I don't want to be with a Pisces, which is ridiculous when you realize that there's sun, moon and rising sun. That's why people will say to me sometimes, 
does an Aries go with an Aquarius? Well, which we are, so it definitely works. But what, what I'm saying is, is, <laughs> is you, can't go, you, you can't go by that. You just can't. And this gives yes. you a lot more layers. And right. a, lot, a lot of tolerance for people. Because right? really, uh, astrology really emphasizes the individuality of people. People might think, oh, it's just 12, 12 categories, but it's not. It's all these intricate combinations that create our our individual characteristics. But it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And how accurate, after studying it for all these many decades, would you say astrology is? Well, you can't look at a chart and say whether a person is Einstein or an axe murderer. It, because you really have to look at how they're operating their chart. Um, I, it's a free will. We always exactly. learned that, and it's so true, is the most important ingredient. So you have these tendencies, um, but your free will is, is, you know, how you concentrate on your strengths to, you know, compensate for your weaknesses. I, I would not want to judge anyone by their sign. Like when we were, people say, well, did you do the chart of that company you're working with? And I say, no, because the whole goal of astrology, it's just like training wheels. You do, you want to get it up to the point where your intuition is is enough to guide you through life. But Astrology can, is great. It's it's like spice. It's you, but you can't live on spices. And you can see cycles, and it helps me understand. I mean, in terms of relationships, it's a wonderful tool. Helps me understand Monty, and I think it's been a gift, you know, for our relationship. There are astrologers who would look at Amy and my chart and say we shouldn't be married to anyone, let alone married to each other. And <laughs> you know, once again, it's it's if people are trying to grow together and they meet each other and it works, it works. And you can't go by oh, he's a Taurus and I'm a Scorpio, and you know, you know, you just right. can't do that. But if you're interested in people, it's fascinating. I mean, for instance, we just watched the, uh, an early uh, TV series about Sherlock Holmes with Jeremy Brett. So we we ran to look up Arthur Conan Doyle's chart to see, you know, how he could be such a genius and so prolific. And and we did guess that he had Aquarius in his chart because he, he was so <laughs> futuristic in terms of the inventions and the stories right. and he had moon and aquarius just like we thought there was just like be. you thought yeah well, just see, like that's the, yeah. yeah that's the uh the ability that you have of, of so many years of study i wonder so who was the very first person that looked into the sky and mm. saw the stars and and even thought that there was a system and who came up with the icons of the the various animals and such for the different signs or the various symbols that would be a show in itself. <laughs> we do have theories about it. There are. I mean, you can see yeah. in ancient cultures where you see the Taurus symbol. And, um, you know, I think that one of the earliest things was that farmers observed um, when to plant and what the, how the moon. I mean, we can all see how the full moon affects people. The police... Monty's father was a, a police sergeant, and he would swear, you know, that people would get a little crazier during the full moon. Yeah, I think he invented the tinfoil hat. He <laughs> told people to put on. I remember him telling me this in the 50s. But we, we can feel individually that how the moon pulls on the tides. You can see that it affects water. Yes. We're 90 percent water. So and the Sumerians knew about astrology in the 5000 years ago, and they knew about the planets Pluto and Uranus and Neptune. But that's like I said, it's a whole other. That's a whole other. Wow. Show. Yeah, I just wonder whenever I go into Grand Central Station and I look oh, yeah. up at that beautiful ceiling and Gorgeous. see, I wondered, well, were the stars shaped like this? And this was like how they came out, like a lion or a water bearer or or a, a ram. I mean, how did they come up with those those particular icons? I Will think they fitted. Know? They fit the stars into the into the icons, and the icons represented leaders of, of the very of the time. 
years ago. If I mean, I'm I'm holding myself back from launching into one of my. <laughs> there's no time. You know, there's no time. No for, turning but back. I actually, <laughs> but I actually do do have uh, theories about that from my friend Zechariah Sitchin, who is uh, a linguistic scholar. Really? Oh yeah okay. it 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 gets it gets deep. But that's you know I I know a lot. But when I write the books, I try and re, you know Zen mind, beginner's mind, remember what it's like to not know anything. Right. That's right. You have to really play to your audience. And that is something that you have both done together is these wonderful, wonderful tools, these great learning um, opportunities and just artistic offerings within your books, your divination cards, your your artwork, your celestial art and jewelry. Amy Zerner, the two of you, I have never in my life met anyone as prolific and joyfully busy as the two of you. But it's it gives me great hope. It's very inspiring to see people who just just continue to to create such beauty in the world and such wonderful tools. So the enchantedworld.net is where everyone can find your products, correct? Sure, or dot com, either one. We got them all. Or dot com. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laura. Oh, you're, you're so, so sweet. sweet. I mean, we're, well, we're, that's what we do. You know, it's just like what we do. <laughs> and I know that you even have a new sort of, uh, is it a social media sort of TV show now that you're doing? Yes, on Zoom, we do something every uh, Monday at 1230. It's uh, Eastern time. Eastern time. It's called Ask the Oracles. And we do readings for for everybody who asks questions. We have guest oracles, but our ho- co-host is Jeff Pulver, the only person I know who has his own FCC decision named after him, which is the reason we all have uh, voice over the Internet protocol phones. It's because yes. of him. He's a tech oracle. And so um, we have quite the audience. We have like the founders of Macromedia and, and all these other people that just want to hear what he has to say. And then we have the people that want to hear what we have to say. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. And um, the two of you are just I, I could listen to you all day long. You're such wonderful teachers and so patient and great with people. And and you give wonderful readings. I know Monty does great readings and um, you both uh, are available to that as well. Do you still do that? Or maybe I shouldn't be saying that. No, I, I do it. Uh, they can go to my website, which is my name, Monty with an E, MontyFarber.com. And, and if they want, and they should check out Amy, Amy Zerner, Z-E-R-N-E-R.com yeah. to see Amy's art and jewelry and fashion. Yes, because that's available for purchase as well. Right, Amy? Yeah. yeah. And she's still at Bergdorf's after 21 years. As everybody knows, Bergdorf's is the top of the heap for a fashion designer and to stay there for 21 years is 21 years people yeah. like uh like elizabeth um what is it? elizabeth taylor had yeah taylor, had thank you i was thinking queen elizabeth elizabeth taylor had <laughs> well, many she's of sort of queen beautiful. elizabeth yes but yes. I, I do have living customers also yes, yes. Yeah, and, and the... your work has been uh featured in oprah and and Martha Stewart, so many different places. Yeah, they own, they own guys... Amy's stuff. They own Amy's stuff because Patti LaBelle gave it to them. She gave them as gifts as because a gift. Patti LaBelle's she a gave... big fan of Amy's work. Oh, my goodness. Definitely go to amyzerner.com, amyzerner.com, or montyfarber.com, M-O-N-T-E, montyfarber.com, for both of what they do, and then collectively and together and their beautiful celestial products, go to theenchantedworld.com. Both of you... I love having you on. Come on every time you create something because uh, I just love having you. It's such a gift. Thank you for being with us. Anytime. Thank you so much. Monty Farber, Amy Zerner, The Enchanted World, and uh, lots of love. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, one topic I don't generally cover in my programs would be sports, mostly because I know so little about it. Um, I do enjoy a few things. I like uh, soccer. I like uh, baseball as well. And uh, as we are fast approaching baseball season, I'm wondering how it's going to go this year. Are we going to be watching stadiums full of uh, plastic and cardboard cutouts, or are we going to go kind of back to normal? Well, my guest today is someone who knows not only about Major League Baseball, but he's also a fantasy sports expert, fantasy sports expert, something I know nothing about. I'm looking forward to learning and sharing it with you. Jeff Manns, who elite sports betting chief content officer and Major League Baseball analyst. Jeff, thanks so much for being on the way home tonight. Oh, uh, Thanks. I love being here, Laura. Appreciate the time. I know that, listen, like um, you probably, you're so used to talking to people that are not only um, very knowledgeable about fantasy sports, but um, mm-hmm. are really, really good at it. And I have only just started to learn about it. I was dating someone who was into like fantasy soccer or something. So, but mm-hmm. I, I really don't know much about it. I'm interested in learning because I actually thought it was something that was illegal and people were doing, you know, kind of. Right, uh, right, illicitly, right. what is it? Let's just get, get the basic one-on-one on what fantasy sports is, and then tell us specifically about baseball this year and where it's going. Basically, you, you could draft your own team. You could build your own team. You know, uh, Cubs, White Sox, Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls were perpetually rebuilding in Chicago. And uh, for those that think they could do better, which are most sports fans, you could go and draft your own team. You could make trades. You could uh, cut players. You know, good. Fortunately, we don't have to pay them millions of dollars. And, you know, we compete against friends and family and relatives and and all of that. So, uh, and fantasy sports has expanded so much from the standards, you know, full season, do a draft, play with the people you know. Now leagues are hosted online. You could play against people around the world. Uh, you could play in a. You don't have to play for the whole season either, Laura. You could play uh, in a day, every single day. You could play a weekly league, a monthly league. You know, kind of customizable to fit whatever uh, you know best fits your lifestyle. So there's a lot of different ways to embrace fantasy sports. Now, when you say play. What exactly mm-hmm. do you mean? Is this like an internet game where you guys are actually, you know, able to control? Yeah. Like, what is it? I don't get it. I just uh, don't get our it. Our game, our games are our games are all based on what really happens on the field. So, like when um, uh, a player like Luis Robert for the White Sox or Chris Bryant for the Cubs hits a home run, if they're on our team, we get a home run. So we we are actually using the real life statistics on the baseball field of uh, all ma- thirty major league baseball clubs and all you know, over seven hundred baseball players. We use their production on the field into our league, so we oh. get those stats as they acquire them, and that's sort of our 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 way. We don't have to have all of one team. We build our own, and that composition of all those statistics they acquire. That either you know wins or loses us uh, uh, our league. So it's yeah. about getting the best stats, hitting the most home runs, scoring the most runs, knocking in the most runs, having the most strikeouts, the most wins. That those stat uh, statistics. That's what's important to a fantasy baseball player, and that's how we win. 
That is really interesting. All of a sudden, it's like the light just was turned on. I get it. How oh, fascinating. <laughs> I can imagine uh-huh. how fun that would be. Now, it's yeah. a huge money-making business. It's in the billions of dollars, apparently. How is this yeah. if people bet on it? And and is it, like I mentioned before, it's, it's legal, correct? Yeah. Uh, Illinois legalized sports betting earlier or actually late in 2020, as a matter of fact. So 25 states across the United States have legalized sports betting uh, where you can go into a land-based uh, a casino or property, or you can bet straight from your cell phone uh, on an online book like FanDuel or DraftKings and things like that. And you can make bets in that capacity. So it's really easy to do that. As far as the fantasy game is concerned, too, um, you know, that's been legal for years. DraftKings and FanDuel have daily fantasy contests. Uh, for baseball, people, Laura, people, there's somebody that will win a million dollars every single night of Major League Baseball, not just like for the whole season, per night. There's a million dollar contest. Um, so people are winning life changing money by doing this. It's just crazy. Absolutely amazing. And and I've heard that the one of the reasons it is legal is because it's considered a skill as opposed to chance. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. when you say skill, are you saying because you've chosen players on your team based on their their records and, and their capabilities and so forth and so on, and you're putting them together based on what you know about these particular players and such? Absolutely. It's, it's like an investment, essentially. And it, you need... You know, there's a, a good amount of statistical analysis needed to beat the competition. You know, you, you, if you do your research, um, it's a skills-based competition because the same people tend to win on the regular. Once you get good at it, you can win pretty regularly, and that's the the, the fun part as well. So, um, yeah, that's why it's always been legal. You know, it's not just like you're not spinning a roulette wheel or having numbers pop up on a uh, a screen for you. This is where you know this player is very good or this player is not going to perform well, and you can invest or uh, not invest accordingly, and that you know means a, a bigger or a smaller profit depending on how well you do. Absolutely, and I would imagine with the pandemic in this past year, fantasy sports must have really blown up. Was it was it bigger than than normal because of people? staying at home and having more time on their hands. Exactly right. It's wild. We didn't know what kind of baseball season we were going to get last year. Fancy football is always big. That's just, and the NFL didn't, didn't back down for a single second last year in 2020. So they ripped right through like they always do. But the surprise was like in basketball and baseball, some of these sports that had to pause their seasons either midway through or at the very early stage, like baseball, when they came back, there was a big, big request for our services, a big use. A lot of people playing this game for the first time, stuck indoors, not able to go and attend these games in person live. So they, they you know, uh, branched out and went to the fantasy game. And uh, we saw a big sur- uh, surge of people playing these contests. And uh, um, from what we can tell, a lot of people kind of fell in love with it and uh, realized that you know it's not a long-time commitment. They could play on the weekends. They could play just a week. They could play on their vacation. They could play, you know, when, whenever, however they want. There's a lot of different forms of fantasy sports in today's day and age. 
Well, you're you're apparently one of the uh, most prolific and and successful uh, veterans of fantasy sports industry with uh, all sorts of um, awards and and you've even been featured in a documentary called Living the Fantasy. Um, just uh, and you've published books and everything, so you're you're pretty much the go-to guy for this. You have your own radio show too. I do, yeah. Uh, Lead sports on Sirius XM um, every weekday, four to six p.m. Eastern. So uh, wow. yeah, we've been very fortunate to do it. And uh, yeah, the movie Living the Fantasy that they filmed me. I was in, living in Chicago at the time, actually. I had since moved to Arizona, but um, I was living out there in the Western Burbs, and they followed me around for six months, and you know, sort of tracked my successes and failures in fantasy sports. It's quite uh, quite I- interesting, I-, I will say. Well, you truly are living the fantasy, apparently. Jeff Mann's elite sports <laughs> betting chief content officer and MLB analyst. I, apparently, you have some kind of a special offer for our listeners. Yeah, if, you guys, if, if you're interested in joining a fantasy uh, league, if you want to get started, and again, we do NBA, NFL, NHL, uh, baseball seasons and going. But head to EliteFantasy.com and use the promo code SPRING. S-P-R-I-N-G. That will give you a free week of our services. And, you know, we have a team of over 30 analysts, including myself, that are in, in our chat rooms and message boards 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've got lineup optimizers, content. We can customize a winning plan for you, no matter what you're interested in. If you're interested in a certain sport, interested in playing one day a week, five days a week, if you want to join a league, we can show you the path to that as well. We'd be happy to help you out. Oh, that's amazing. So elite, did you say elitesports.com or elitefantasy.com? Elitefantasy.com is our domain name. Also, elitesportsbetting.com is one of our our sister sites for those with legalized sports, which uh, Illinois does have right now. Well, I went from totally not knowing a single thing. I think I'm already a fan. Thanks so much for being here, Jeff Manns. You're, you're a, a great uh, interview, and uh, you might have uh, just piqued a, a interest for a lot of people that like me um, who knew nothing about fantasy sports. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for all you're doing to put some fun out into the world. We could certainly use it right now. Thanks so much, Laura. It's been a pleasure. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Way Home. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I'm a scientist and by all accounts, a health and fitness nut. So I was looking for something that I thought might give me just a little bit more edge. And I've tried many things and I'm very strict in terms of my diet, my exercise, my lifestyle. I'm pleasantly surprised, I must admit. I typically in the winter times have respiratory issues or colds and this is the longest period I can remember where I haven't had one. My body is experiencing something that it's never had, and then knowing that the change is because I took balance of nature, it's worth the money. That's all I can say. It's worth the money. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Laura. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I think for a lot of people, getting the vaccines and um, kind of figuring it all out has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, not for everyone, but I know within my own family and with within friends of mine, for some people, it seems to be very easy to wade through all of the information about getting the vaccine. And for others, it, it may not be as accessible 
or people may not have all the information they need. So I'm very grateful today to have on Carlos Cabilla. He is the Senior Vice President and Global Chief Diversity Officer for WBA, and Lavanya Cannon, Area Healthcare Supervisor for the Walgreen Company. Thank you both so much for being here to talk about this ever-important topic. Um, where do we even start? Because uh, I know... It, the vaccine, getting the vaccine um, varies not only from state to state, but neighborhood to neighborhood. Um, see if you can help us uh, maybe wade through some of the information uh, for anyone listening who might have questions about their accessibility to it and, and, and even how to get there. Lillian, you want to start? Sure, I can take that. So definitely, there's a ton of information out there, and I know we're all trying to weed through that, and we can certainly help with that at Walgreens. So we're committed to driving health equity through the rollout of COVID vaccine. A critical component of what we're doing is really reaching out to the underserved areas to ensure that they're getting the proper information that they need to make that well-informed healthcare decision. A lot of what's occurring is steered by and decided by the government. So we're certainly making sure that we are adherent to those guidelines that they're providing as far as who's eligible to receive the vaccine right now. But as we move to the next phase, which will be mass distribution of the vaccine, we are certainly well equipped and prepared to ensure that we have a vaccine available to all, in the, specifically in the communities that are underserved. And there's a lot of different uh, things that we're doing. We are taking a three-pronged approach, but what we've seen in specifically communities of color certainly are two more common barriers, and that would be vaccine hesitancy and lack of access to transportation. And we have a certain programs in place to address both those barriers, and we could get into that in detail if you'd like. Absolutely. Vaccine hesitancy. That's a phrase I haven't heard yet, but I do totally understand it. I have elderly parents, one who really wants to get it and one who is very hesitant too. So I would like to hear more about what you know about that, either of you. Well, sure. Um, as we think about communities of color, they have long had reasons to be suspicious about vaccinations, including misinformation, unethical experimentation, and racial and social, social injustice. So even before the vaccine is ready to be put in arms, we have to talk to these folks and dispel some of these rumors and the mistrust that exists. So there was a poll that was done uh, very recently that talked about a high proportion of individuals say that they don't want to take the vaccine because they don't have enough information. So through our three-pronged approach, through education, we're educating these individuals through uh, our pharmacists who are trusted advisors to the community, through community partnerships like we have here in Chicago with the Chicago Urban League. We've started a partnership with uh, with Uber to provide uh, access to the vaccine so that we can get to those underserved communities and, or they can get to us to make sure that they have the necessary information they need to make a very informed decision so that they can decide for themselves whether or not to take the vaccine. Well, that's that's wonderful to know. And Walgreens, um, how many is there? Is Walgreens a, a national brand? Can every is everyone near a, a Walgreens in the country? Yes, um, almost eighty percent of the population lives within five miles of a Walgreens. And if we don't have a Walgreens embedded in your neighborhood, we have other programs in place to make sure that we can get to you. We're looking at uh, mobile, you know, vaccination uh, clinics and certainly uh, off-site clinics to help support those that may not live near a Walgreens. Now, what about in terms of, uh, like, payment? Do If, if you are not insured, uh, do, can you still get the vaccine? Is it Are people having to pay for the vaccine? 
what we're doing is certainly abiding by the government's guidelines. And so if they have insurance, we are certainly trying to process immunization on their insurance first. And if their insurance does not cover the vaccine or they're not able to uh, provide their insurance information or are uninsured, then the government has a plan in place to cover that vaccine for them. So basically, there are multiple options for those that are uninsured or underinsured to be immunized. And now, is this all done on site? So if you you find somebody that um, doesn't have access maybe to a vehicle or something that wants to go get the vaccine, how do you find them and how do they find you? Well, that process actually with our partnership with Uber occurs uh, actually a couple of different ways. But when they schedule an appointment with us is really where uh, the Uber partnership comes into play. Prior to that appointment, though, appointments can be scheduled through our digital platform on Walgreens.com or through our app. It can also now be scheduled uh, through our centralized service agents and eventually through our team members in the stores. And once that appointment is made, then that's when the other pieces of our program will be accessible. And so the Uber partnership that we mentioned uh, before, uh, they'll get that uh, link to uh, to be able to uh, access the ride, whether it's free or discounted, which is determined by a local community organization. They'll get that after making an appointment to receive their immunization. That's wonderful. And um Tell us a little bit about the educational, the uh, part of the three-prong approach that you're having with this. Um, Tell us about the education. How are they, how are people getting this? Is it mostly online or are there people within the community that are literally knocking on doors? How is this happening? Well, I I think all of the above. So I mean, Walgreens uh, has had a long commitment to improve health equity and outcomes. Uh, even before the COVID-19. So we're going to continue that long tradition where we want to make sure people have all the information that they need. So one of the things that we're expanding here uh, is the community partnerships to go out to the, the the community. Chicago Urban League, for example, we're providing content, information, and important facts and figures that they need so that they can reach out to their constituents to give them that information. We're also going to be standing up additional partnerships, for example, with faith-based, faith-based can you say that we're faith-based organizations in the communities <laughs> to work with pastors yeah. and their congregations to also educate them as well. They'll get information through our website. They'll get information through their trusted pharmacists when they go into our stores. So there is a, a, a multitude of ways to get the information and that we're going to be getting it out to the communities. Oh, that's really good to know. Thank you so much. Um, what is the website that, that people can peruse and easily find? They can visit walgreens.com backslash COVID for more information. Walgreens.com forward slash COVID. Um, and thank you so much, both of you. Carlos Cabilla, Senior Vice President and Global Chief Diversity Officer for WVA, and Lavania Cannon, Area Health Care Supervisor for the Walgreens Company. Um, everyone should have easy access to the vaccine and know what they're doing for sure. Thank you so much for being on the way home today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hi, I'm Laura Smith, and here's a minute of purpose, improving your life 60 seconds at a time. Who needs grocery stores when you can grow your own vegetables indoors? Yes, it's possible, even in a small space. All you need is sunlight, water, soil, and containers. These veggies are super easy to grow inside. Start with herbs or leafy greens like kale, spinach, or arugula. Carrots, celery, even potatoes, beets, and onions are other easy choices. As for the containers, let them reflect your own style. There are even folks who grow their indoor crops in burlap sacks. Just remember to have proper drainage, like gravel or marbles underneath.
Besides nutrition and saving some money, growing vegetables indoors will also add improved air quality to your space. There are easy tutorials online. So embrace your inner farmer and give it a try. This has been your Minute of Purpose. Find more at nowwithpurpose.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, the guy who does all that great voiceover work on the program, his name is Jim Cleefield. I more affectionately call him Jimmy Dean, but I also know him as the guru of good news because he goes out once a week and he finds wonderful, uplifting stories on the Internet that we can uh, kind of give to you as a way to open up and start your brand new week here on the way home. So, Jimmy Dean, what do you have for us in the good news department? Well, I'm going to start off in Alton, Illinois, and the inspiring story of a 24-year-old young man who uh, is on the autism spectrum and has been working at this grocery store chain for a while. And actually, it was his dream job. His name is Ben Mazur, and he's being hailed a hero, and I'll tell you why. Because one day, there was a mother who had a bunch of kids in one of those shopping carts, uh, and then I guess one of the kids was left in one of the carts. It ran down a hill one day, and she forgot about that other kid. And all of a sudden, Ben was Johnny on the spot right there. He was on the job, and he saved that toddler. And uh, it was just, just the most wonderful thing he did. And the mayor of Alton, Illinois, uh, recognized this. Brent Walker surprised the 24-year-old with Ben Mazer Day on May the 5th recently. And this gave a chance for the families, himself, and the whole community to get together to honor him for the incredible work he did. And as we said, uh, Schnucks is the name of the grocery chain that's spelled with an N as in Nancy. Uh, as I said, they're just so proud of him. And the place that he got a job with, which uh, is called Challenge Unlimited, it helps those with disabilities find work like him. But he he is high-functioning on the autism spectrum, but he really accomplished so much. And his heroism really demonstrates how much of a heart that he has. And you really have to, really have to love that story. It's a beautiful story, absolutely. And I bet that mother has a lot to be grateful for. She certainly for this does. this young man. Thanks, Jimmy. What else do you have for us? And then there's a story in Florida about a caseworker and a, a foster kid that was uh, under her care for about six years. She's 19 years old now and actually has been taken out of the foster care system. Uh, Leah Pescalatus met Monier, that was the now 19-year-old, about uh, six years ago. And uh, someday, you know, she was looking for an adoptive mom. And Leah was telling her as a promise you know, I will find you an adoptive mom someday. And I think back to that phrase that our friend Alana Pratt said about becoming the one in order to find the one. Well, I think it applies in this particular case to the caseworker because the caseworker, in fact, became the adoptive mom thanks to the generosity of a judge because he released Monet out of the foster care system. Now those two not only are mother and adoptive daughter, they just celebrated their first Mother's Day last week and hopefully for many, many years to come. It's just an incredible story to go from being your caseworker to your adoptive mom. They bonded, they hugged, the whole bit. I saw that on the Internet, and it just brought tears of, of joy to my eyes. It was really beautiful story. You know, foster children, um, when they age out of the system, I, I can't even imagine, but it, it's, a, it's a cause that just tugs at my heart when you think that they aged out of a system whereby they, they hadn't been adopted after so many years. This is just one of those beautiful stories with the happiest of all endings and new beginnings. And so... Um, I, I thank you so much for, for bringing that. Jim Cleefield, J Jimmy Dean, the guru of good news, and Bob Small, my engineer, thank you for making the way home extra special per usual. Always. And we'll see all of you next week. Have a great week. Be safe, be healthy, be happy, and God bless. Lots of love from the way home. I'm Laura Smith.